What's going on, you guys? On this episode of CWJ, I haven't posted in a while, kind of took a little break, had to focus on academics and other things, but we are back, and we're back with A.B. the Hero, man. He was a guest earlier, uh, my first season, and he's worked closely with the Ball family. He was a commentator for the JBA, but in this episode, he's actually going to discuss how the Ball brothers are doing and how Lonzo and the Mellow are doing and possibly Jello. Mm, uh, so, straight First, up, I appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate you having me back. So no problem. Um, first question: How's Lamelo doing this season compared to where you thought he would do? Um, so for, for me, I, I always said that he was going to make a seamless transition into the NBA. I have been since the beginning, since for a while now, saying I felt like he was even going to potentially have such a good season that he would be considered an All Star. Right, and so. Obviously, I didn't anticipate him coming off the bench like he did initially. Like, I don't think anybody seen that that coming with the third overall pick to the Charlotte Hornets that he'd be right. coming off the bench. But as of late in the starting lineup, he's looking like if he would have started this season and had the same level of consistency that he has now, he could he would be in the all star conversation in a different level. So to me, he's been playing um, exactly how I expected him to do really great basketball. The numbers consistently as he plays and plays is getting better and better and and probably I I might even say like in just talking with so many people about it like I I at sometimes was like afraid to say like what I thought he would be doing right maybe that's that's too gaudy you know what I'm saying 22 plus points or whatever and so he he been he didn't he's been there and all that and, and more well I think what's crazy is that he's six eight right is that his without shoes he's six eight um, I, I feel like that's debatable, but yeah, yeah, that's where they, they I mean, got right, six, 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 seven, maybe, but with you, probably like six, eight, yeah, but the way he can move is just crazy. You think the coach lacked confidence in him and wanted to have a more veteran role in the lineup? I think that that's what it was initially. Um, I think that what I and, and this is some stuff like I feel like I even I picked up right where you see a coach like James Borrego who is more of a systematic guy, right? He comes from that system of in San Antonio Spurs under Popovich. And it, it's it's more about like this system than it is like these ultra talented players, right? And so because you, you're you more likely, especially in San Antonio, you're more likely to get a, a guy who you could fit to a system than you are an ultra talented player, right? Yeah. And so you get the Tim Duncans every now and again, and then you get the Manu Ginobili's and the Tony Parkers, but those guys who are are really good players, but yeah. like you put them in the right system and they become Hall of Famers. Tim Duncan is a Hall of Famer no matter where. To me, LaMelo is a Hall of Famer no matter where, but it's coaches are used to getting a guy, fitting him into a system and then taking his game to another level. And then so I think that he just needed to, to see that there's a difference. There's some dudes who are really, really good basketball players if you give them the right opportunity. And there's just yeah. some dudes who are really good basketball players no matter what situation you put them in. And so that's just, a, a I feel like, a learning curve for the coach. You think Melo has a little bit more confidence coming out than Lonzo did? Um, I think – I'll say I think he did, right? But I think that Melo – and Lonzo are in so much different situations, right? So yeah. Melo, 
it's it's crazy because obviously at this point Melo has more kind of notoriety even than Lonzo did, right? Yeah. But Lonzo had more, I would say, mainstream acceptance than Lamelo did right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you let people tell it in the like mainstream analysis and scouts and all of that stuff, they will tell you that Melo we don't even know, like he's a mystery. Like we, the expectation for him was not even as high as Lonzo where magic Johnson and everybody's coming out for Lonzo saying, yo, he's going to be a hall of famer naming Ralph. So the pressure was a bit different, even though like Melo is ultimately or arguably more of a, a celebrity at this point than, than Zoe was. But so I, I think the pressure was different and I think that allowed his confidence to, but also Melo has seen it all at this point, you know? So is the pressure was lighter and he has just done it all. Like after a while, if you play, if you go to one city and you dominate, you go to another city, you dominate, you go to another country, you dominate another country. You feel like I'm just going to dominate wherever I go at this point. That's when you become a different beast. Yeah. Yeah. Now transition with Lonzo. How do you think Lonzo's doing this season with the Pelicans? Um, I think that he has, Lonzo's been on like he's a on a roller coaster, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I think he started the season. So ending last season, I was kind of critical of Lonzo because of what he was had going on in the bubble, mm-hmm. like was counterproductive to what he was really needed to be doing. You know what I mean? This is a, like a contract year, trying to resign early and all that stuff. And so starting the season, he was kind of on like the downward slope and then I feel like now he's starting to climb out of it and I I believe that in some way Melo's success has like released a bit of pressure off of Lonzo to just be great and to play his game but also I think it's the same thing where he is a he's one of them guys who like would be really good in a certain system yeah. And like the system that he's in right now is just not his system. So it's, it's causing him to struggle. But I think that where he's playing at right now, he'll he's kind of moving in the direction where somebody's going to give him a shot to be like great. And and he'll he'll get there. So he showed promise. You think the Chicago Bulls are going to take Lonzo? <clears throat> I think that, you know, what's so funny is like the other night when Lonzo was there and he had a really good game in Chicago. Yeah. But it's also the night that like Cody White, had a really good game also, yeah, right? So it's like being combined for uh eight yeah, yeah. A piece, yeah, yeah. And not a, yeah, yeah. So so it's like it makes it hard, right? When you like, man, we need a point guard. And right. then you got a point guard who then go off for eight threes against the guy. You know what I mean? So right. I think that they could pull the trigger on it and and it could make sense. I just think like it's one of those things where you're going to have to exchange pieces. So it's like who out there fits the needs of the Pelicans and whose needs does Lonzo fit? So I think like right now, the so interesting with the Pelicans is what they need. Like who knows, you know what I'm saying? Like right now, BI and Zion are like the two key points of the offense. Mm -hmm. So Lonzo doesn't score for you a lot, but if you bring in another score, can he even score in that system? You know? So, yeah. so a guy like Cody, Kobe, Kobe White or Cody? It's Kobe, right? Yeah, Kobe. Kobe White, like he's he's. I would believe I believe that he's probably more of a, a scorer guy. So if you traded that heads up, like right. he wouldn't give you a guy who who can throw the ball down to Zion like that and then kind of do that. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I mean, uh, Ball and Levine have a very similar build. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, athleticism is very similar. So, you know, they would kind of be fine for that position. Levine mm-hmm. established so much real estate in Chicago, you know, with the Bulls that I think it could be a little hard for Lonzo to come in there. Even though he has a little bit more of a reputable name across yeah. the league, it'll be a little harder. Yeah. Uh, so how's Leangelo Ball doing? He's always a mystery of the brother. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that look on your face when I said he's – so how, where is he at in his career right now? Uh, man, I think – Obviously, this is a pivotal point for Leangelo just as a basketball player, right? He is not necessarily played in a full game since 2018, like in Romania with yeah. the ABA. Yeah. Like, like so so he needs to to really show people in in that he can hoop, you know what I mean? And I feel like I think the thing that us as fans and folks watching from the outside don't get to see is that I'm sure. Like he's had opportunities to play in front of scouts and they have a, a, a decent understanding of his skill set. Mm-hmm. But for the overall narrative and the storyline for us to be able to really figure out what's going on, like we need him to play in a game right. that's like televised, recorded on DVR, something that was so we can have and, and look at. So I, I think that from a fan's perspective, like I, I, selfishly, I just want him to get on the court somewhere and hope. And even if it's a, a level that like is a little bit beneath him, yeah, I yeah. want to see him get on there and dominate. And then we can be like, you see, he's a hooper. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think it's, it's just tough. For well, him I think right he's now. in a tough spot because he's signed with one of the top agencies, Rock Nation. Uh, and not, there's not many unsigned players that are signed with Rock Nation. So it's kind of hard for Leandro you know, expect them to pull some strings to get him in the league. But could you see him going to the London Lions or even Illawarra? Um, so I, I feel like it would be cool for that to happen. I think that the issue is all of those teams have been playing for so long, right? And so they're halfway through the season, if not over halfway. So to – and potentially have import players and, and all of those things already met on a team. So to bring him in would be dope. And like I said, selfishly, for me, I would love to see it. Right. But then I realized that then they have to send somebody home probably, you know? Yeah. And it's somebody who has been playing a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so if you have a guy on your team who you've been building a relationship with for a whole half a season and then you send him home for Angela Ball, like you are burning different relationships. Exactly, yeah. So it looks crazy. So I don't know if we'll see him suit up for someplace this season because of that right yeah. and COVID and you see right now with the NBA mm-hmm. like you they have people bubbled off just so they can make sure you can play without having to sit out an extra two weeks worth of of time just so you can be quarantined and, and on the court right yeah. so if he goes over across the water and, and plays overseas somewhere like there's going to be those type of barriers set up in order for him to be even be able to even touch the court Mm-hmm. And then so for a season that's already halfway over, and now you send out another two weeks, like, and then we expect you to come in and right away you got to get in game shape, you got to get in all of this stuff. So it, it's an uphill battle for him. But like I said, I think that if he could find a club who like is willing to take that shot, then yeah. you just got to like roll with the punches. Well, I think it's a little odd is that how confident Lavar is in Leangelo. So you know we've seen kind of over and over again, Leangelo's had kind of skirt up deals under, you know, everyone's noses, you know, working out in Detroit, no one ever thought that the Pistons would sign him or 
you know, going to OKC is whatever thought that he would have been signing with the blue. So you think there could be something going on behind the scenes that involves either the Hornets or the Pelicans or an NBA team that might just be kind of weighing it out to the end of the season to sign him? I, I don't I'm not sure, because in both of those instances, to my understanding, like there was some type of workout that happened. Right. So with the um the OKC Blue, yeah. like he was at some tryout event and then they picked him up from that. You know what I mean? Like with Detroit, he was there with Melo and, and somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got him in front of the right people. And so like because everything is so contained and everything is so tight right now, I don't know how much, how much these organizations are given that opportunity. Right. So it's not like some film that they could go pull up and, and really evaluate it. So they need to get him in there in person. And, and like right now it's just a risk to do that. So, so I wouldn't, I would believe that because his management is who it is mm-hmm. like if things become start getting normal again and we can expect a summer league and we can expect uh, another preseason, like we'll see him involved in those situations. But I I can't believe that at this moment, like an NBA team would pull him in, you know what I mean? When he's not even playing in the G league bubble currently. So. Right. And what was the deal with that? He signed to play in the G league bubble and he went undrafted. Uh, Could you explain a little bit more on that? So, so to my understanding, basically uh because it's it's so like i said there's so many different restrictions and protocols and all that stuff so they had a pool of players sign contracts to be prepared to be drafted right so it wasn't just like an open you can pick anybody like here's the guys who you can you can draft from and so that's why when it came out, he didn't they didn't say which team, but it said that he signed with the G League. So everybody did. Um Steve Lance Stevenson, uh Mario Chalmers, like all of these guys, yeah, just signed straight up G League contracts within the the um opportunity to be drafted or then be signed, right? And then so it's it's, it's it was so many different ways you could have got into that where you're seeing Jeremy Lynn signed directly with the Warriors and they was on a G League squad, didn't have to be drafted and didn't have to do all of that stuff. Yeah. Other players getting placed there. So it, it, it was, I would not be, would not be surprised if like the, the kind of draft situation is just a, a for show thing with that, you know, like we already know who we're going to get. We already pretty much half of those teams didn't even like have to like give a pick. They just skipped because their rosters and stuff was already full. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's that's kind of how that worked out. You think Leandro Ball has been used for media purposes? No, I don't think so, because even with Detroit, like mm-hmm. they honestly shied away from putting him in their social campaigns and all that stuff as much as they they could have or would have if they were like really trying to like pull the media strings. I feel like folks really just genuinely giving him an opportunity, but like just circumstances is all bad. I mean, it seems like he always gets hit with some unlucky. I mean, it's just, it's every single one of his, I hate to say unfortunate, but I mean, I don't know any player that is had the luck that he's had um, going into the NBA uh, going back to Lonzo, you think Steve? Uh, you think the head coach is using him properly? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think so. I think that 
what made Lonzo such a dynamic player coming into the NBA is that he has a, a dynamic skill set and, and can do a lot of different things, right? Especially being able to push the pace and play fast and all of that stuff. And so I think that there is a part of his game that they're utilizing, which is the defensive end, you know what I mean? Being Having him out there, him getting in rhythm when he's shooting that consistent three-point shot, right? Um, coming out of college, that was one of the things that folks anticipated him actually doing really well. Because mm-hmm. he shot like 40% from the behind the art in college. So they thought that that was going to be his like strong suit of his game and would allow him to score. He struggled with that, but defensively he was so much better than people expected. So right now they got him like in this three and D role and every now and again, giving him an opportunity to push the pace and all of that stuff. But you see it with LaMelo, their coach talks about it all the time. Like the, the speed at which he plays the game at is really what affects the entire game across the board. And so the lack of speed in which Lonzo plays at really affects the game across the board as well, but in a negative way. So I don't believe that he's using them the right way, but I think that for what they have, you got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, like mm-hmm. as, as it makes sense to be like, you two guys are going to score all of the points. You know what I mean? He's but, like, he's a, he's a forward that's supposed to drive like a Honda. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's the like it's no point. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got a Ferrari that you're trying to use like as a daily driver and yeah. just have him do like go to the grocery store and go do the little small <laughs> stuff. And it's like, bro, get him on the highway. Yeah. Like take it to the track. You mean like, no, no, I'm just gonna go to speed limit, 35 mile. Like I could, you know what I mean? And that that's exactly what's going on with them, but they they gotta figure it out. You think Melo is going to be the rookie of the year? Yeah, I think he I, for sure. I yeah. think barring any crazy situation, like he'll be rookie of the year for sure. Yep. Where do you see Lamelo in the next three, four seasons? Um, like I said, man, I, I thought he'd be in the top he, of the league, or you see him still climbing and working his way up. I think to me, man, I, I felt like this year we were going to see him be an all star, right? So that's where I felt like he was starting at. I think that. Be, because of the way that the coaches and, and the organization played him at first, he started behind that. So I believe next year he makes that jump to like all-star ranks. And then I think that they get to a place where they realize that it's time to start building this team around him. You know what I mean? So right now I feel like this Hornets organization is just a hodgepodge of the best players that we could acquire and let's see how we can make it work. Whereas next season, it'll be like, here's our cornerstone piece. What can we put around it to to accentuate and, and kind of elevate his game and take that to another level? And and so that's what I, I – so I believe that he'll be like all NBA-type caliber guy next season, you know what I mean, in that situation where they, like, are building around him. If you could compare him to a player in the league right now, who could you compare him to? I feel like that's a tough one, man, because what he does is so unique. It's so unique. Like, I mean, obviously he's, he's scoring a lot more and, but his passing ability with that. Right. So there's a lot of guards who are excellent scorers, but they are, their their passing ability is not on the level with him. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think like guys who have that elite passing ability and able to, 
to run up the assist and score like guys like James Harden. But he does it at a much different pace. You know what I'm saying? Lamelo's gift is, is making the game go faster and faster mm-hmm. and breaking the defense down where James Harden is like lulling people to sleep type of situation. So I don't know, man, it's hard to, to really pinpoint who plays exactly like him because uh, truthfully, like nobody does what he does, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it was great insight, man. I think for people who haven't really paid attention to the ball brothers, uh, got a great look on how they're looking this season. Um, where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter? Uh, man, just AB the hero. And yep. you too, man, you've been climbing, you've been making, you've been growing a lot of paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, uh, YouTube is it AB the hero too. Yep. Yep. AB the hero. Yep. On all, all platforms. All right. Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for being on here and thank you to any listeners. Uh, and have a great rest of your day. All right. Yep, man. You-